0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. We are beginning chapter 3 of Colossians today. For the next few episodes, we're going to be sitting in just verse 1 of Colossians 3. It's, packed with depth and beauty, and we're just going to meditate on it for a few episodes. So let me read the entire verse right now, but we're going to only focus on the first phrase for today. So this is Colossians 3, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. The book of Colossians is beginning to make a turn here in chapter 3. So throughout most of chapter 2, Paul was highlighting false teachers and warning the Colossian Christians from falling away into their teaching. Now, he is beginning to turn to the positive, you could say. Not just showing them the negative teaching to stay away from, but highlighting what they are called to in Christ. And verse 1 essentially sets the scene for this little mini section, which is the first four verses of Colossians 3. He starts by stating a spiritual reality or fact that's the basis for what he's saying. That's the first phrase, you have been raised with Christ. Then he'll give them the command, what they are to do, which is to seek the things above. And finally, he gives them the why, which essentially is Because of Christ. So that's going to be our next three episodes the reality of our spiritual state, what we are to do, and why we are to do it. So today, simply, I want to remind us of our spiritual reality as Christians. Paul begins this section by simply saying, If then you have been raised with Christ. As you maybe noticed, anytime it starts with that like if word, he's starting an if then statement. So he's not really asking if you have been raised. He's assuming that. He's saying this is a true statement. This is your spiritual reality as a Christian. You have been raised with Christ. And now the next episode, we'll look at the quote-unquote then portion, what they are supposed to do with it. But here's my question for today. For us as Christians, what does it mean that we are raised with Christ? Well, to understand what he's saying, the first thing we need to note is that he is saying this in correspondence with Colossians 2.20. So the paragraph before this one, he mentioned, if we have died with Christ. So it's the same phrase about our death with Christ. So he's saying, if we died with Christ, we don't live for the things of the world anymore. That was his point that we talked about. Now in Colossians 3.1, he's saying the other side of that. We didn't just die with Christ. He's saying now we have been raised with Christ. So we not only have died to the world, but we have been made alive or we were raised with Christ. One interesting question comes from how this phrase is written. Notice the past tense language here. It says that you have been raised with Christ. It seems done already. Now, the way that we often talk about resurrection or being raised is future tense. We think about the future resurrection to come, and Paul teaches that often. He's not contradicting that. We do await a physical resurrection, but that's not what he's talking about here because he's saying this in a past tense. He's saying that even before that physical resurrection, we have already undergone a spiritual resurrection. You could think about it this way. Before our faith in Christ, you were spiritually dead in your sins while alive in this world. Now, after our faith in Christ, we are dead to this world while being spiritually alive in Christ. You were spiritually dead, facing the effects of spiritual death and separation from God. And when we placed our faith in Christ, it was not just that self dying with Christ, but it was also us spiritually becoming alive. And then now we raised to spiritual life are awaiting that day when the final resurrection comes in full, when our physical body and our spiritual selves are raised together, fully united with Christ then. So that's what Paul's saying here. It's not just that we wait a resurrection. You are currently raised with Christ, spiritually alive in Christ. So let me give you two final thoughts. If that is true for the Christian, what are two thoughts by way of application for us? Well, first, I think it's important for us to ask ourselves the question Is that how I see myself? Consider that today. Many of us, I think, have a bit of a low self image. And either you might think about yourself or other people that they have an elevated sense of self image. But I would argue that most people, even if they feel like they have a a high self-image or high self-esteem, a lot of times that's us simply putting on a mask or trying to overcompensate some deep sense of insecurity. Honestly, most of us struggle with a deep sense of insecurity and a low self-image. And that could be from things you've heard about yourself in the past, things that were told to you or done to you. It might be that you just primarily focus on your failures or your shortcomings. It might even be, honestly, that theologically, you just want to make sure you account for the fact that you are a sinner. And I'm not saying everybody is like this, but oftentimes, we have a low self-image of ourselves. But this phrase teaches the opposite. You are a spiritually alive son or daughter of God Almighty. You are an heir to the new heavens and new earth. You are chosen by God and the beloved bride of the Son, And all of that is true because you are raised with Christ. You are not meaningless. You are not powerless. You are not insignificant. You are raised with Christ, spiritually alive with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Is that how you see yourself? As you think about yourself today, don't allow the lies of your worthlessness or powerlessness creep in. You are raised with Christ. Now, that brings me to my second point. The way that this phrase is worded is in what's called passive voice, meaning Paul is not talking about something great that you've done or accomplished, but something that has been done to you. This is a little bit of the the balancing act from that last one. We, We shouldn't see ourselves as worthless because we are raised with Christ. But the language here tells us that we shouldn't see ourselves as amazing in ourselves because we haven't actually done anything to merit this spiritual life. It says simply, you have been raised. That means you didn't cause yourself to become spiritually alive. You didn't raise yourself from the dead. You were raised. And just think, is this how you speak of your conversion or your Christian life? Did you come to faith because of the things you've done? Do you tend to highlight that? Or do you tend to highlight that you are a Christian, you've been converted because Christ raised you from the dead? If Christ raised you from the dead... That means then he has done the work in your spiritual life and it also means that he has united himself to be with you, to walk in life with you today. He raised you to life in him and therefore as he walks with us, we then live for him. Do we see ourselves in that kind of middle ground? that we have dignity and value and power because of what Christ has done and all of it is because of what Christ has done, that he has done this in us. And do we then live for him? You know, Paul, the author of Colossians, writes about this theme in another letter, uh, his letter to the Romans, chapter six. So let me end with a few verses from Romans six that hits this theme. He writes, Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. May we live this way. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and In peace.